listening to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. My name is Howie Silberger. We are live, and you could call in the number to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Technology is wonderful when it works. It's truly wonderful when it actually works. So I'm glad that you can now hear me, as opposed to seeing me talk and wondering what's he talking about, what's he saying. You can now hear what I'm saying. You can now listen to the show. So I, I'm I'm pleased to be here. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. The phones are working again as they were not working last night. They are working tonight, and so you could feel free to call in and enjoy the program. Uh, the yeah after the show, about an hour after the show, I'll be back on with political hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. So you get a double dose of me tonight, and uh, you should you you should be happy about that. I'm happy about it. You should be happy too. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. So, let's get down to down to business. The Ontario government had decided to use the notwithstanding clause in order to uh, to to mitigate a, um, a a union dispute. You see, the the teachers union, the union that uh, that that's in charge of teachers of Ontario, decided that they didn't like their collective agreement or the negotiations for the collective agreement. And they were negotiating pretty hard. So the Ford government decided to use the notwithstanding clause, which is a ridiculous clause in the Canadian Constitution, which allows provinces to override human rights and and have no challenges for it. So that they have a free pass to override, to trample people's human rights. And and they get a free pass on that. Nobody could challenge it. It hardly ever gets overturned. The notwithstanding clause has to be, of course, renewed every every couple of years. But uh, governments never have a problem renewing it when they're when they're stealing your human rights, <laughs> and you're and you're not you're not rioting. They they usually tend to hold on to whatever rights you have given up and, and not fought for. So the notwithstanding clause uh, was used in Ontario. The federal government, surprisingly, the Trudeau government decided to get up and oppose the use of the notwithstanding clause. It was shocking. It was truly shocking. And, and I, po- I, I, I tweeted out, I, I use Twitter now because Elon Musk bought it and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a platform I could use again. Uh, I, I tweeted out, hey, hey, liberals, hey, Anthony Hostfather, I, I singled him out because he seems to be the, the most vocal liberal, at least in, in, this, in, in this area. I said, hey, Anthony Hostfather, it's nice that you took a stand and the Liberal Party took a stand against the notwithstanding clause being used in Ontario. But when it was used for Bill 21, which restricted people like me who wear religious symbols from getting government jobs, when it was used to, uh, to, to stop, um, when, it, when it was used to, uh, to, pass, to pass Bill 21 and used to pass Bill 96, which, 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 um, which, which strengthened and tightened up the Bill 101, the, the language laws, when it was used to that, the liberals seemed to have been awfully quiet. There was no, there were no big debates in the House of Commons. There were no, um, there, there was no, uh, there was no, no screaming, no yelling. The Liberals didn't seem to really care all that much about the uh, the use of the notwithstanding clause in, in Quebec. 
I mean, sure, they they played they, they played a little bit of lip service. Yes. Oh, we oppose it, but they didn't really do anything. They joined a lawsuit that was uh, that was brought by a whole bunch of other people, but nothing was really done to to try to safeguard the 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 um, the human rights of people living in Quebec. The liberals didn't really seem to care about that, and so it shocked me when the liberals got up and said, "Hey, wait a second! You can't use the notwithstanding clause against against workers. You can't use it against teachers." Against educators, how dare you even consider using the notwithstanding clause against against the educators? I mean, it, it's a violation of human rights. How could you use that? How could you do that? So, notwithstanding clause used to um, used to fight um, to 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 protect French is fine, as long as it's as long as it, uh, it it's curtailing the the civil rights and the human rights of immigrants and and, and English people. That's okay in Quebec, but using the notwithstanding clause to force teachers to go back to school, that, that's not okay. So the hypocrisy is unbelievable. Now, of course, Housefather uh, tweeted back, Howie, you're 100% wrong, and he tweeted a couple of uh, articles that stated that he, he personally opposed it and he was, uh, he was big on opposing it and, and blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, the Canadian government has the right, the federal government of Canada has the right to override any provincial law if they feel that the provincial law is impeding on the human rights of anybody. So notwithstanding clause is, uh, is there to, uh, to, to, I don't know why it's there. there. There's no real reason for notwithstanding clause to exist in the Canadian Constitution except for uh, provinces wanted a, a way to trample the rights of their citizens without any legal recourse. <clears throat> So the um, so the, the liberals opposing the notwithstanding clause in Ontario shocked me not because I I feel that uh, that that I have to be shocked by by the by by their opposition to this no 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 it shocked me because they allowed the Quebec government to get away with literally stomping on the heads of minorities and stomping on the heads of English people. With barely a whisper, barely a a condemnation, the hypocrisy—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just mind blowing, the hypocrisy. And here we are, and here we are. So the uh, the Ford government decided to reverse their decision, and then withdrew their their proposed legislation. The Quebec government laughed because they got away with it, and Ford didn't. Talk about idiocy. And, and uh, as I was saying before, the Canadian government has the right to override any law that was pa- that's passed in the provinces that they feel in, in that, that they feel is contrary to the um, to the to the uh, to the uh, makeup of Canada, contrary to the culture of Canada. I was just trying to find a word. Uh, ma- contrary to the um, to the culture of Canada. So they could override these laws if they really wanted to, but they choose not to. They choose not to for various reasons. One of the reasons they choose not to is uh, simply because they uh, they feel they feel that uh, if they interfere in uh, in Quebec in Quebec politics, uh, Quebec's going to start talking about separation again, and then they might find a they might be in a constitutional crisis. So might as well let Quebec get away with whatever they get away with to avoid. A fight with Quebec to avoid Quebec saying, "Hey, look, the Canadian government's interfering with our 
with our um, with uh, with our politics. They're interfering in Quebec. Therefore, we can't be part of Canada. Canada is not to dictate to Quebec uh, what we can and we cannot do. That's that's what that's what's going to happen, and that's what the Canadian government is afraid of. And so, um, and so there you go. The hypocrisy is there, and we live by the hypocrisy day in and day out. And the Canadian people and the Quebec people living in Quebec are um, are, are really are really uh, suffering because of these laws. Now, I feel more sorry, to be honest, I feel more sorry for French people living in Quebec than English people. Even though these rights trample on the rights of the English people, they trample more on the rights of the French people. The goal of the laws are to keep French in Quebec, to, uh, to, to ensure that French survives in Quebec. That's the goal of the law. And so what, what are they doing? They're limiting French people to being only French. They're not allowing French people to learn English, which is the language of business and the language of uh, the language of the world. So, so French people living in Quebec are not allowed to learn English. They're not they're not permitted to go to English schools. They 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 can't be fluent in English, and that holds them back. So, I, I was speaking recently to a uh, French Canadian lady who has a daughter, who told me that she is furious that she can't send her daughter to an English school. She's furious about it. She said, listen, my culture is French. I am going to teach my daughter French at home. That'll be her mother tongue. But I would like her to learn French and to learn other languages in school. I want her to be educated in English. That way she has the opportunity to work anywhere. I want to give my daughter, she said, the opportunity to be, to be, to be able to do anything she wants to do. But by being unilingually French, she is she is limited to working in Quebec, and that's not acceptable. And and this is a uh, a French Canadian that goes back uh, that goes back multiple generations. And there are many 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 that that believe in that, but there are many that doesn't, as 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 evidenced in the re-election of uh, the CAQ government. In you know giving them a majority government the second time, really sent the point home that uh, that that the Quebec people are xenophobic that the quebec people do not like the english and that the quebec people don't love their children as much as other people do and i don't say that lightly i really don't say that lightly but it's it's true they can't love their children and force their children into a unilingual situation where they will have zero opportunities to do world business it is not fair to their children it is not right and the only reason it is legislated, the only reason that legislation exists is to ensure that the people who are growing up in Quebec stay in Quebec and don't go out to get better opportunities elsewhere. That is the only, the sole reason that this legislation exists. And that is wrong. If you ask me, it's wrong. I thought it was wrong years ago. I think it's wrong today. And I will think it will be wrong in 20 years from now um, when, when this law is still in effect and the French people are still being, being, being persecuted by their government. It's not right. And why there are no riots in the streets, why there are no protests, why people aren't just screaming and yelling and, and fighting for their rights is beyond me. I, I, don't, you know, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I said last night about the Jewish people, and I'm saying about the French people too. I don't understand the apathy. The government is doing you wrong. The people are doing you wrong. Go out and protest. 
get them out of power. Why are why why is everyone so so quiet? Unless of course, unless of course the majority of the people agree with being oppressed by their government. That's possible. You have that in dictatorships. The, you know, the Stockholm syndrome exists. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I can't. I couldn't answer the question. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Join me on conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. You know, it's been so many years since we've been off uh, Radio Shalom. I mean, they don't even exist anymore. Uh, it's been about six, seven years that we've been off Radio Shalom, and every time I give the phone number, my my brain automatically still jumps to you know here on Radio Shalom. I, I don't know why it does that. But my brain still jumps to uh, to me saying, you know, this is how we subject show on Radio Shalom. I, it, it still jumps to uh, to that. Uh, 16 years doing the show almost every night for 16 years, I guess, I guess it gets embedded in your brain. I remember years ago I was listening to a news host, a, a talk show host, who had jumped from uh, one station to another station. And on the first show on the other station, on the new station that he had just joined, he was giving out the phone numbers for the old station because that that's, that's, was, was automatically in his brain for so many years. Um, so, so it was automatic when he gave up the numbers, it was numbers for the old station. So I, I found that kind of funny. And, uh, and I, I, I laughed, uh, I worked with the guy for a while and I laughed with him about that. We, we talked about that and I laughed about that with him. And now I'm finding myself doing the same thing. So many years later, six years later, seven years later, I am still, you know, thinking that, that, you know, when I have to introduce the show, I have to mention that at a radio station. It's just, it's just hilarious. Anyway, we're on the True Talk Radio Network. You can download the True Talk Radio Network app from the app stores, any of the app stores, the iPhone store, the Android store. There's, there's an app on both. And, of course, you could call in and join me in conversation here on the Howie Silberg Show, one 669 1292 When we're live, we're live, and you could be live, too. And, of course, I, I invite you, I, of course, invite you to join me at midnight for the uh, political hitman on Israel News Talk Radio. That's always an exciting show. I love doing that show, so I, I'll be happy to uh, for you to join me there, too. So we were talking about the notwithstanding clause, and, uh, and Ontario using the notwithstanding clause, and the federal government opposing Ontario's use of that clause and not opposing the use of the clause in, in, in Quebec. And it's not the only time I've been very critical of the liberals, and uh, and sometimes I feel like I'm being nitpicky, but I'm not. I'm not being nitpicky. They they seem to have the media under their thumb. Uh, they give out billions of dollars in subsidies to media to keep media afloat in Canada, and the media in return pays them back by by uh, fluffing up their coverage. So during. Uh, my biggest problem with the liberals so far in the last couple of years has been their um, ha- was their response to the truckers' convoy in Ottawa when they decided to go and send the army in to dismantle the truckers' convoy and arrest the truckers and kill their animals and uh, and confiscate their bank accounts and confiscate their trucks. Now I understand that the truckers were a nuisance to people who are living in Ottawa and probably a nuisance to the politicians who work in Ottawa. But at the same time, I always felt that Canada was a country where we had the right to protest our government. We had the right to express our opinion. We had the right to, uh, to say what we would, to say what we will, and to, and to be a part of, uh, of the democratic process or whatever democratic, whatever partial democratic process we have in Canada. I always felt that we had that right until the truckers' protest last summer. 
when the federal government decided that they were going to use the Emergencies Act and they were going to crush the truckers, which they did, and arrest them, and arrest uh, and, and, and confiscate their animals, whatever animals were with them, and put them in a pound, and, and jail the truckers for 20 days and tell them that they had five days to get their animals out of the pound before they got euthanized. I thought that was excessively cruel. It reminded me of, uh, of, of situations where, where dictators uh, do those kind of things, uh, scare the population into submission. And it was wrong. And what well, was even worse than that was the vilification of the truckers, people who were opposing the COVID regulations. So there, there were two trucks, two trucks out of 30, 50, 100 trucks or 200 trucks, however many trucks were there. There were two trucks that had a swastika flag on them. Now, why the swastika flag was there, who knows? Were they a plant of the liberal government? Who knows? Who knows what happened, what, what the truth was? All I know is that the liberals, in particular Anthony Housefather, who's a proud Jewish liberal who likes to get up and express his Judaism and his opposition to anti-Semitism, uh, he's the one who, uh, who started pointing out on his Twitter feed that... These truckers are all Nazis, painting everybody with the same brush as the two trucks that uh, that flew a Nazi flag. Now, of course, flying a Nazi flag is condemnable. I don't think it's really offensive, but it's condemnable. Uh, you shouldn't be flying hate symbols, but uh, am I offended by it? Absolutely not. Why would I be offended by a symbol? It, it doesn't offend me at all. Does it make me angry? Not even a little bit. Do I think it should happen? Of course not, but uh, if it does... So so be it. I mean, there are people out there who are crazy, and there are people out there who uh, who who believe in who believe in uh, you know they want to murder the Jews. Fine, I can accept the fact that I am part of a nation that is the most hated nation in the world. I can accept the fact that I am part of a nation that where there are people out there who want to kill Jews. I, I get that, and I, I think that if if you fly a Nazi flag and and you you do it in public, and the police see you flying the Nazi flag. They should arrest you not for flying the flag, but they should arrest you for for uh, inciting hatred against the Jews. They should question you on what your motives are if you if you believe that Jews should die, and then they should try you based on that. They shouldn't they shouldn't try you. They shouldn't bother you for just flying a flag. That's that's ridiculous. But but not not too many people agree with me on this point. I, I get into plenty of arguments over this. But that's the way I feel. If you disagree with me, you can feel free to call in. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 And I'll be more than happy to talk to you about this. But that's really how I feel. I don't really believe, not even for a second, that the Nazi flag flying is, is, is somehow damaging to me, damaging to my psyche. And I am the... Uh, and and I, had, I had connections, like personal family connections, with Holocaust survivors, and I still don't feel that way. But but then again, that might only be me. Maybe I'm the nut. Maybe I'm not the nutcase here. I don't know. It's possible. Anything in life is possible. I could be the crazy one, but I don't get offended very easily. You you're not going to offend me by uh, by calling me a name. You're not going to offend me by 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 showing me a a a, a hateful symbol. I'm not going to get offended by any of that stuff. And, and the reason, I'll tell you why. And I know I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but let, let me tell you why. I don't get offended by that stuff is because I think Jews are above this. I think if we lower ourselves and get offended by, by the idiocy 
of people who are trying to offend us and the idiocy of people who are trying to disturb us, and we fall into their trap, then, uh, then, then we are lowering ourselves to their level. And I refuse to lower myself to that level. I believe that Jews are a proud nation, and as a proud nation, I could honestly say I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about us. That's, that's my honest opinion. If you hate Jews, that's your problem, not my problem. I really don't care if you hate Jews. If you want to kill Jews, then it becomes my problem. But if you hate Jews, I couldn't care less. That is your problem. That sounds like a, that sounds like an issue that you should speak to your psychiatrist about and not something that I have to care about at all. So why people get offended by Jew haters is really beyond me. Do you think that uh, that one guy spouting anti-Jewish propaganda or some guy screaming on the street corner that Jews control the world or, or some stupid rapper uh, screaming, uh, you know, twittering, putting it on Twitter that the Jew, that Jews are uh, that Jews control the media? Do you think that really affects me in any way whatsoever? Do you think I care what that stupid rapper thinks about me or a stupid basketball player thinks about me? Does it does it matter to me? Am I personally offended by this? Absolutely not. I, I I have no reason to be offended by this. I don't know these people, number one. I don't care about these people's opinions, number two. Now, if it was somebody I really cared about, somebody I really respected, somebody I knew personally and I really respected, and they started spouting out this garbage, maybe, maybe I would be, uh, I would be upset about it. And maybe I'd have a legitimate right to be upset about it because it's somebody I respect and somebody I know. But if it's about if it's somebody I don't know and somebody I don't respect who's spouting out this garbage, I, I just don't care about it. And I know, and, and I know, I know, I know that there are tons of people who will disagree with this opinion. Tons of people who will say, Howie, you're crazy, and, and they'll give me 100,000 reasons on why I should be offended when some random stranger yells something bad about Jews. And you could give me a million reasons to be offended. I'm still not going to be offended by it. Because a random stranger is exactly that, a random stranger. Why do I care what a random stranger thinks? The stupid rapper who made the statement last week, he's a random stranger. I don't care about him. Why, does, why do we put so much credence and so much, so much care into what celebrities say? Who cares? They're clowns. They're hired to be clowns. They're hired to entertain us. So if they're hired to entertain me, why do I care about what they think about religion or politics or anything? Why would I care? How is it relevant to anybody? Why would they be influential in, in pushing politics? Half of them don't even have an education. The education they have, they got on, a, they got on the set of some sitcom or some, some, stupid, uh, some, some stupid song they sang. Who cares what they think? Yet people put so much credence and so much time and so much effort into countering the opinions of people who are paid to entertain us. That, that sometimes I wonder, who's doing the entertaining? Are, are, we, are we entertaining them or are they entertaining us? It, it's, it's, it kind of becomes a conundrum. And I don't understand why we keep falling into that trap time and time again. Our organizations fall into the trap. Somebody says something, they condemn it. That person comes out, gives a false apology, then goes back and, uh, and says it again. Time and time again, this is what happens. So why are we bothering to respond? one 877 one 877 I think it's a waste of time to respond. 
there is no reason to respond and 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 giving credence and giving publicity and giving giving uh, giving any airtime at all to to the statements that they made is just promoting their their it's just promoting their theory. Yesterday I was talking about uh, that that stupid rapper who who said some some pretty dumb things about Jews and um, and I, I understood that this guy is not very well educated so he has these opinions and he expresses these opinions in not very educated manner and that's fine i mean not everybody has to get an education not everybody's smart so that's that's okay we could live with stupid people stupid people exist in the world and i uh i acknowledge the fact there are many many stupid people in the world i i've i've met plenty of stupid people i've worked with plenty of stupid people and i uh and i'm sure over the rest of my life the course of the rest of my life i will meet many 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 stupid people and so stupid people exist and it doesn't bother me and it shouldn't bother you either. We all have our own abilities, and even stupid people have a have a usefulness. They're they're you know they're they're always talented in something or other. So I am not I'm not really over concerned about the opinions of stupid people. So so this stupid rapper lost a billion dollars, one billion dollars, uh, because he made these statements against uh, against Jews, and 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 he refuses to apologize. Which is fine, because if you want to be a Jew hater, then, then wear it, then, then own it. And he, he owned it. He paid for it. He owned it. I have no problem with that. You know, you know, when people are honest with me and tell me, I hate you because you're Jewish, uh, I can accept that. I can accept the fact that people hate me because I'm Jewish. I can accept it because they're honest about it. They're not trying to hide it. I only get scared when people try to hide their Jew hatred. So if you're, if you're a Jew hater and you're trying to hide the fact you're a Jew hater, and you don't want to, you don't want to admit that you're a Jew hater. You don't want people to know you're a Jew hater, or, 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 or you're trying to hide your opinions. That scares me more than the guy who comes out and says I hate Jews. At least he's honest. At least I know where I stand with him. At least I know where he stands, and at least I know how to handle him. The one who's hiding it and pretending and stabbing you in the back—that's the dangerous one, and that's the one that we should all watch out for. But that's not what this stupid rapper was. The stupid rapper was just a, a stupid idiot who just made a stupid comment. So the world went up, went, went crazy. The Jewish world went crazy. And they canceled him. They got him canceled. Which, as I mentioned yesterday, proved his point. Because if Jews didn't rule the entertainment industry and Jews didn't rule the world, then he would still have a billion dollars. At least that's what the argument he's going to make from for the rest of his life. I said something about bad about the Jews. The Jews destroyed me, and they took and and my money disappeared, and that was all because the Jews control the world. You see, it's a it's a vicious cycle. You're darned if you do, and you're darned if you don't. If you don't, you don't respond to it, and you are kind of um, if you don't respond to it, then then. Then he's gonna say, "Hey, look at the weak Jews. I can say whatever I want about them, and and they don't they don't respond. What a bunch of weaklings! If you do respond, hey, look, the Jews are validating my point. So either way you want to go, Jewish people don't win when it comes to these kind of fights. So if you don't win when it comes to these kind of fights, it's better not to get into the fight. Now sometimes we have no choice. Some crazy rapper decides to make a statement, and uh, and some crazy Jewish organization." decides to respond to the statement because that's what they're paid to do. Because we, 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 we tend to, instead of taking care of the problem, instead of fighting the problem, instead of uh, going out and saying, okay, this is the problem, identifying the problem, and then doing something about the problem, 
what we tend to do in the Jewish community is we tend to um, we tend to to build fortresses to protect ourselves. We tend to we tend to um, uh, run around and uh, and condemn people who are anti-Jewish, and we tend to hire organizations to 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 seek out the to seek out the Jew haters and to um, and to destroy them uh, through press releases. That, that's what we tend to do. I know it's not it's not it's not very good. It's not uh, it's not great, but that's what we tend to do. So, one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. So that's what we do. We 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 tend to do that, and doing that is counterproductive. I I always felt that the Jewish reaction to um, to Jew hatred has been counterproductive. I always felt that uh, that we haven't done anything. That we we don't react the way we should react. We don't react the way we. We we really we really uh, deserve to react, which which essentially is um, is we get up and we say, hey, listen, I'm Jewish, I'm proud to be Jewish, and I really don't give a crap what you have to say about it. That's really how we should react, but we we don't tend to react like that, and that is such a shame because we don't educate our children to react in the appropriate ways when uh, when 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 Jew haters come calling. And our children are not able to defend themselves, which is really sad. All right, so um, that's it for me tonight. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, I wish you all a great evening. I will be back at midnight with Political Hitman right here on Israel News Talk Radio. Well, I'll be on Israel News Talk Radio and on True Talk Radio. Uh, don't forget download the True Talk Radio Network app from the Apple Store, from the App Store. Download it from the Apple Store or from the uh, or from the uh, Android Store. These two stores, you could download the app. The app's up on both stores. Uh, I got a I got a message just the other day asking me why I'm doing shorter shows. I usually do shows an hour. I've been doing half hour, forty minute shows. I got a mes- I got I got an email the other day. It goes into the entire. Um, I don't want to get into my personal problems, but it goes into the problem I've been having, and which which has stopped me from doing shows altogether. Uh, I'm ramping up to longer shows. Uh, we're going to start with 30, 45-minute shows, and then we're going to move up to uh, to longer shows. So uh, just bear with me. In a week or two, we should be back up to our regular, our regular length shows. Thank you for listening. I will see you at midnight for Political Hitman here on Israel. Well, here on truetalkradio.com. Political Hitman will be on israelnewstalkradio.com, and that's coming up right after, um, right after midnight, just at, just at midnight. So please feel free to join me then. I, I'd love to uh, to see you. And of course, you'll be able to call into that show too. Because that show will be live. And all the live shows you could call into. All right, we'll see you then.